0: Welcome back to the newest edition of the Christian Nerd of Godcast. The crossover that we've all been waiting for, not really, that's coming on April 26th, but at least for right now, this is the one that we're excited about. My name is Scott Higa, I am the Christian Nerd, along with me as always for this Adventure in Podcasting without <laughs> Ali Sheedy. Was it Ali Sheedy? No, it was uh, Elizabeth Shue. No,
1: Elizabeth Shue, yeah.
0: Elizabeth Shue. Without Elizabeth Shue.
1: Or Ali Sheedy. Or it, Ali without, Sheedy. This breakfast club of podcasts.
0: Uh, it is my friend, because I do not know Elizabeth Shue. I'm sure she's very nice, but... She,
1: she was... Uh, yeah, no, we hate Elizabeth Shue now. Let me tell you why. Because she was Daniel's girlfriend in The Karate Kid, and then she left him before Karate Kid 2 oh, for some reason. Oh, that's right,
0: because I hadn't seen... I think uh, this is going to be a bit of a full disclosure. I've never seen the Karate Kid all the way through. That's a shame. I know. I don't think I have anything against it. But it was on TV a couple months ago. I was like... Wow, Elizabeth Shue was very attractive in 1986. Hopefully she wasn't like oh, yeah. 14. I feel bad about myself.
1: <laughs> I feel that same way every time I watch Labyrinth and eight-year-old me still has a crush on Jennifer <laughs> Connelly, forgetting that she's 15 in that movie. Yeah, ah. well, she's
0: still seven years older than you now, so it's okay.
1: That's true. That's anyway, true. That was, that was good.
0: I am joined by my best internet
1: friend, Tony hey. T. What's up, Tony? Scott, by God, Higa. What's happening, everybody? How you guys doing? We're glad to have you back that you have not somehow drummed us out of town with your pitchforks and torches. You keep listening. We're going to keep making this garbage. Oh, (laughs) I've
0: I've (laughs) yet to see a pitchfork emoji sent our way.
1: Mostly it's been all
0: people encouraging us saying, hey, keep doing that. Like, all right, I'll keep doing it. I'll keep hitting up Tony and saying, hey, you want to do this? Like, sure. Why not?
1: Sure. It's, easy. it's we, easy.
0: I was about to say we've got nothing better to do with our lives, but that's not true. We're both incredibly busy individuals with families and children and jobs and ministry and other podcasts that we host and keep track of, but this one is a lot of fun. If anything, it gives us a reason to talk to each other every every two weeks, which I am totally down with.
1: I Listen, I'm going to tell you, I've never met you in real life, and we have a more vibrant and healthy relationship than people I've known for 20 years. <laughs> that that's That's true. True story, man. We, we we spend more regular time together than
0: i do with probably most other than my <laughs> wife and my coworkers.
1: I think i see and talk to you more than i see and talk to my mom.
0: <laughs> well, that i i def- nah, i see my mom once a week cuz she comes over to hang out with Clara. Yeah. Which we're grateful for because she will then, you know, give her a bath and we don't have to and that's great.
1: Isn't it nice to have when you, when your parents are close for for children's sake? I mean, that's nice. I don't take that for granted. My mom lived in uh, up in South Carolina for a little while last year, and boy, it was just I missed her so much. But I hated it even more for my son because he loves that grandma time. So now she's back, and uh, only five minutes away. And, and boy, I I'm glad for it. How's your How are your sister's kids doing? The twins, <laughs> they're doing well. Thank you for asking. Everybody's happy, healthy, and a uh, wholesome and exhausted. Eating and pooping. That's all we want out of life for the newborns. Two out of two, man. Eating and pooping. (sighs) I am excited that
0: that will be my life here in the next four and a half months, but I'm also kind of dreading it because, I mean, I'm tired right now. I was just telling you before we started (laughs) that I wanted to take a nap and we don't even have a newborn and then we'll have a newborn and we'll be even more exhausted.
1: That's the way it goes, man. And yet, people keep making babies. I know. Like they it's... and they get surprised when they're <laughs> tired.
0: <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be
1: surprised when I'm tired. It's the same thing, like, if you remember the pain of childbirth, I don't think people would want to have a baby a second time. You know, you think, ah, it's such a painful and tiring and, and draining process, but then that it disappears, and you don't remember that. You just have the magic of, now I have this little person, and then the, the next person grows up, and you you stop having to be up all night long, and it's like, let's have another kid. Okay. There's it's hormones, the, the tr- right,
0: that are released that help the, the mother be, yeah. forget exactly what she went through.
1: Yes, it's the triumph of hope over experience, I call it. <laughs> but what are you going to do?
0: What are you going to do? So, Tony, this is the first time we've chatted since. For a long time, I've been looking forward to the movie Captain Marvel, and I've spoken <laughs> about it ad nauseum on my podcast. I gave a spoiler-free review. I had your dear crewmate, Jackie Wilson, on my show last Monday helping me to review it. And you've yet to have an episode where you talked about it, because, or maybe you recorded it already. No, I don't think we have yet.
1: This, okay. will, this will be my first time out the gate talking about so it. So I
0: just so real quick. I mean, I at this point, I think my audience is pretty. They're like, we get it. You like Carol Danvers? Shut up. So just kind of, what were your uh, quick a couple highlights and maybe something you thought that they missed if you thought they missed anything, or well, did, let you, me did you did you like it? <laughs>
1: Yeah, let me preface this by saying I've really enjoyed having the Christian Nerd of God cast crossover with Scott Hegan. I think this is going to be our last episode together uh, once, <laughs> once he hears what I thought of Captain Marvel. Uh, the Internet hates Captain Marvel for some reason. I feel yeah. like everybody is poo-pooing on this movie. Um, I did not hate Captain Marvel. I liked Captain Marvel. <laughs> I liked Brie Larson. I thought it looked great. I thought it flowed really well. Um, are we going spoiler free on this or just let it all hang out?
0: Uh, skip ahead. There'll be a chapter. Just skip ahead if you don't want to hear the
1: spoilers. Okay. Very good. Um, I, no, I thought she did a really good job. I, I don't know how I feel about the scrolls becoming sympathetic. Yeah. Although I did like Talos. I mean, he he stole he my was heart. Great. I mean,
0: ben Mendelssohn was amazing.
1: He was fantastic and I can't be mad at him, but I I just don't know that I like the, I I wanted this to, I secretly wanted this to set up Secret War because I thought Secret War will be even more terrifying than Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, Because I'm I'm thinking, who could be a Skrull? Like, what could all this happen? How could this play out? And then at the end, it's like, nope, Skrulls are really nice, you guys. They're like, you know, like the little happy elves and they just, they just (laughs) want their own home place. So let's help them. Yeah. I, I, what I, what lacked for me in Captain Marvel was uh, the emotional connection with Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's reasons for it. I don't think it's, it's a result of bad storytelling. She basically came from a culture that said, "Hey, don't act out your feelings." So of course she was a little stoic. Of course she mm-hmm. was a little uh, standoffish in the first part of the movie. I think that melted away wonderfully with her yeah. interaction with Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great. She warmed up. It was, it was um, really well done. There was a couple things that I didn't, um, I, I got, I got a little nitpicky and critical over uh, not yeah, super, super bad, but just a couple i things I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's, that seemed a little DC ish Marvel. You, know, <laughs> you should have thought that one through. Um, but the way that I framed Captain Marvel is this, this is where I feel very comfortable with it. Uh, you know, the one shot movies, the little 10, 15 yeah. minute movies, they do their side stories. If I think of this movie as a full length one shot, mm. Basically, the epilogue to the beeper going off, the pager going off at the end of mm-hmm. Infinity War. Um, and now, what's that all about? Cut away to, you know, Halas, and, or what, whatever the... is that Hala, the name? Hala. It's yeah. It's not Hala, no.
0: it's Hala.
1: Hala. Hala, it's a bread, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Hala. a bread. Uh, <laughs> Hala, if you hear me. Yeah, so I think they they cut it away to, to that, and I, I go, okay, this is her backstory. I don't need this to be... The, a comparison to like, well, I like you know, I like Ant Man and the Wasp better. It's like, well, shut up. This is an Ant Man and the Wasp. It's a different kind of movie. <laughs> um, I think that the the biggest comparison I I think people would draw is a lot of people hated Captain America: The First Avenger, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I thought it was delightful. I thought this kind of fit into the cosmic Marvel's uh, universes Captain America kind of vibe. It's an origin story that bridges us into the next adventure.
0: Yeah, because the first thing at the end of. Because the last scene, it's kind of the same thing. It's the end, the end credit scene of Captain America: First Avenger was an, an actual scene from the Avengers of him boxing and fighting and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And same but that's thing. That's exactly what. Yeah, same th- what thing this with this. Does.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's because uh, we have uh, story story forward, story forward, story forward in Iron Man, Iron Man Two, the mm-hmm. Hulk, and Thor. And then we go and now reverse it. Yeah, here's kind of this prequel thing. Yeah, and that's the same pattern that we've seen. It's been Avengers, Avengers, Ultron, Avengers, Infinity War. Stop. Throw it into reverse. Mm-hmm. Now here's Captain Marvel bringing us into the episode. Uh, if I if I frame it that way, I receive it for exactly what it's supposed to be, and I, I don't expect more of it, and I I enjoy it for what it is. She was delightful. I will be buying the hot toy figure because I thought she was a great hero.
0: That two hundred fifty dollar one.
1: Heck. Yeah, and, uh, I have a sh- problem, Scott Higa.
0: I know I have the same problem, but I don't like. It's not an existing issue that my wife just accepts and buys me gift cards for it. You know, <sighs> yeah. so Listen, I got to figure bro. out how can I save two hundred fifty dollars to buy this figure. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good GoFundMe, right? Because so these annoying millennials—they have a GoFundMe to fund their trip to Europe. That's stupid. Yeah. I'm stupid. Uh, I'm a generation Xer almost, or I'm like a tweener. So just fund my, and it's not even it's not two thousand dollars. It's two hundred fifty dollars. It's two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's that's twenty five people give me ten dollars. I know twenty five people who like me ten dollars worth.
1: Exactly. All right. So what we're gonna do is we need everyone that's listening to just go look in your couch cushions for change, put it in an envelope, send it to Rancho Cucamonga.
0: Yeah, just <laughs> Scott Higa, Rancho Cucamonga. It'll get there eventually. They'll
1: know. They'll know. Yeah. It'll work oh, its yeah, way too. I, to I
0: don't. I, I. I don't. I've never given out my personal address, but just send it in my church, Community Baptist Church, 9090 19th Street, Rancho Cucamonga, California nine one seven zero one. Just send that to me, and I will shout you out when I have a two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> tour. Staring.
1: This at is me. this is maybe the most desperate I've ever seen you. I'm 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 all for it. I mean I love it. It's a good. Speaking look for of it.
0: desperate, this weekend in my sermon, I'm giving an illustration about uh, a homecoming date. So that'll be.
1: That'll be oh, very nice. Uh, (laughs) every every wallflower deserves one day a year where they should be able to hit the dance floor feel like a champion like the debutante that they are
0: all right so that's what tony thought about captain marvel if you would like my thoughts or jackie wilson's go back and listen to last monday's episode of the christian nerd podcast and have that all there now tony i'm a fan of your radio internet program i listen to it man All the time. I support it financially. And you did something on your most recent episode that I loved. It was just a list episode, and you just went through and you did all your favorite lists. And so I thought, Mm -hmm. what a great segment to add to our crossover. So I'm stealing one of your segments for one of ours, and we're going to have The List. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You just made the list. You just made the list. The list. All right, in the list, we are going. So I, I picked a topic for Tony and me, and we are just going to go through our top five. So it's not. And this re- is
1: a deep, meaningful. Like this is cosmic.
0: Yes, this, this, this is, is like pro- this is. I mean, we went for. We didn't start low like our favorite Bible characters. We went for the no. deepest, most kind of personality-driven character you know, defining civil war brother against brother <laughs> sort of thing that we could yes. find and yes. so i asked tony and i loved your response you made me laugh so much i sent tony text i said hey tony for uh the show do you have a top 5 list of your favorite chips yes and you responded so by I, have, I have been training my whole life for this moment yeah, i have training <laughs> this is
1: i have this is this is me man step aside hold my purse Yes.
0: And so different from the countdown, it was just sort of we talk about stuff. This is my personally defined list and Tony's personally defined list. And if we see discrepancies and things with which we don't agree, we can argue about it and be like, you are so wrong. That is so low. That is too high. You shouldn't even have that on your list.
1: Yeah, that's what Christians do. That's how denominations are born.
0: Yeah, we did like this is the most important thing on our list. If you don't have it, we're going to separate <laughs> from you and speak ill of you on the internet.
1: That's right. Welcome to the First Church of Spicy Cheetos. It
0: was it was harder to have you know, big denominational fights without social media. Now it's just it's
1: super easy. We can just Yeah. you know, it was Back it was... in the day, you know, the original message board was Martin Luther going to the church in Wittenberg. <laughs> and nailing it to the door. <laughs> and you got, that whole <laughs> thing was clickbait, right? <laughs> Click what? here for 95 <laughs> reasons that the Catholics are wrong. What, 200
0: people saw that? Come on. <laughs> How terrible. All right. Uh. So our favorite chips, and this is, you know, it's kind of, it's it's a broad variety. So my number five, my fifth favorite chip of all time. Yes. The one I would rather eat more than any other chip, except other than four. I put... Nacho cheese Doritos.
1: Wonderful choice. Is my
0: number five.
1: It's a good fallback. If you if it didn't make your top five, I feel like you would regret it. But if it goes much higher in your top five, I feel like you you're not diversified enough.
0: Yeah, because it is a solid go to. Like you never I don't I don't ever go to the store and buy a bag of nacho cheese Doritos. But no. when you're at it when you're at a church event and they're in the thing, you think, oh, I could. I could, eat, I could go for some nacho cheese Doritos. 100%. Or you have now, a youth na- event, and you buy the big bag of nacho cheese Doritos. Oh, and all night long, baby. Nobody eats them very much, and then you take them home. Take you them wake, home. And you oh, wake my up goodness. the next day just covered in orange cheese and passed out on the couch. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> all the chips are gone.
1: This is my confession. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's That's good, man.
0: So our, so like uh, so the choice. So I was going back and forth. Sweet number five. It was either be nacho cheese Doritos or the mm-hmm. kettle brand salt, sea salt and black pepper chips. That was kind of my yeah. my back and forth. But okay. I think I because I like the the salt and black pepper ones. But like you said, I think just Doritos are a straight go to, solid, always available, can't They're go wrong. There. And also, I can't stop myself from eating them if I had the bag in front of me.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I did a message one time, and it was about sin. And uh, I, I had a kid come up on the platform, and I gave him a Dorito. And um, I just I just gave him one. And uh, this was, like, early in youth ministry for me. I was I was a, a young buck. And uh, just let him kind of sit there and, hold, and, you know, he ate it and whatever. And as the service went on, I, I kept asking him, I'm like, how's your mouth feel right now? And eventually, by the end, he was like, oh, it feels like yeah i said you know what happens is we eat the chips and then we keep eating them we keep eating them so we never really noticed that they make our breath terrible they never <laughs> we never really noticed the way that they leave our mouth because we keep doing it and we keep doing it i said such is sin you know as we continue consuming it drives us to consume more uh if we would just stop we would realize that it has left us and all shambles. the 13
0: year olds they didn't really get the message they were just sad they weren't the one who got to eat the dorito
1: it was just for me. That was for me. <laughs> that was, the Lord said, this is your medicine, my uh, child. Yeah. All yeah.
0: right, your You're number five, Chip.
1: Um, you know, I, I feel ashamed. I should have put nacho cheese Doritos on there, but I went, uh, I went bold, and I went with Funyuns.
0: Funyuns?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And is I, this
0: from your days when you just sat around your dorm room smoking weed and drinking Mountain Dew and eating Funyuns? <laughs>
1: okay, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I lived at home with my mom when I was in college. I have never smoked weed in my life. Me neither. But no, Funyuns, Funyuns is different. They're good. They're never, ever, ever going to be my go-to. But if they're available, I'm always like, okay, interesting. Funyuns are a good accompaniment snack. They're a solid accompaniment snack that you can use. you can crunch them up on a salad if you want to have some Funyuns. You can put them on a sandwich if you just want to put them on some bread with some roast beef and, and some cheese. Um, but uh, yeah, Funyuns are, they're different, and I think they deserve a spot because they scratch an itch that most other kind of chips just. What, don't when's reach. the last
0: time you had funyuns?
1: Oh my gosh, I probably had to be eighteen.
0: See, that's the thing because I, I felt the same way you did. I remembered fondly eating funyuns whilst playing Final Fantasy three at my friend Phil's house <laughs> when I was ten. And so then I went up to our youth office last year sometime and they had like the good box of the the variety pack not just with all the the plain lays and there yeah. were some funyuns in there. So I thought, "Oh, funyuns. I'm going to try these." Mm-hmm. And they did not they did not live up to what I had remembered.
1: Okay, so if I had to bump funyuns, I, I let me let me do this cuz if funyuns don't fly, then I got it to give it to my honorable so you know mention. What you want. No, I know, I know. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it the honorable mention. I'm gonna give it to uh, to cheese flavored sun chips, Harvest Cheddar Sun Chips. Oh,
0: those are pretty good. Those are good.
1: So that that'll be my new number five. You're okay. right. You talked me out when when I realize I haven't eaten Funyuns in since Bill Clinton was president. <laughs> uh...
0: I did not have Funyuns with that woman. <laughs>
1: Uh, that, was a, that was a very solid William Jefferson Clinton. <laughs>
0: so I, last time I was preaching, uh, we do these like post evaluations. We're trying to become better as a preaching team, and they're like, "Yeah, you you were pretty good with your hands, and sometimes you looked a little angry, but then a couple times you did the Bill Clinton with the
1: thumb. <laughs> with the thumb,
0: it's like you <laughs> should follow Jesus more full heartedly. All right, so uh, my number four, and these should have been higher. I don't know. But seeing what I have above him, I don't think I could have put him higher. And we both have a passion for these, so I think they're on your list somewhere. My number four are Cheetos Puffs. Ah, Cheetos—that is a—that's a bold move, man. Puffs, I know, bold move, Cotton. Cheetos Puffs, because I don't like—I—I—I I, I never really ate them that much because. I, they don't, they're not available in the packs you know So much of my chip experience comes from Doing youth ministry where you just buy the big thing And you eat what's available And puffs are yeah. never in there And if you do get the little bag of puffs There's four puffs in it so that sucks But, I, but I've been eating puffs recently Because my wife really likes them and so There's a
1: pregnancy I, thing or just no? In it was general? before
0: pregnancy, but in general, okay. in general, no. She hasn't been eating much during her pregnancy. Her pregnancy has been a large plate of nachos every night. So, <laughs> and I tried taking one once, and she's like, "You're going to steal a nacho from a pregnant woman?" I said, "No, no, I will not be doing that." You were right. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do that. You'll draw back a nub.
0: Yeah. So I, so I would, be, I would buy these puffs for Alicia, and I, I wouldn't have them. And then one night, I think I was playing Dungeons and Dragons, or I was watching Voltron. I was late, and like. I need some puffs. And then I just couldn't stop myself. And then I said I was <laughs> buying them for her, but I was polishing off the bag before she was. And this is where we've talked about it. The ones at the bottom of the bag, they have all of the grease and the cheese Smothered in, in the oil and I know. cheese crumbs of
1: their departed and, brethren. And so yes. before
0: you even put it in your mouth, it's dissolving because yes. of the, old, the it's exploding with cheese, ch- Cheeto puff oil. And they're mm-hmm. so good. I mean, I, I feel like... It's the bottom, what, fifth of the bag is like that, and I feel the the calories are distributed. Not So the ones up top don't have as many calories no, as the no, ones at the bottom not. because the ones at the bottom just been stewing in oil for so long. There is
1: a uh, the first shall be last and the last shall be first <laughs> analogy in there somewhere.
0: I would eat those first, and I probably wouldn't eat any more because the ones on the bottom, they fill you up.
1: So I don't want to spoil the rest of your list here, but do Crunchy Cheetos rank higher than no, the Puff Cheetos for you? No, Crunchy Cheetos so, did
0: not make—I like Puffs. So
1: you made a choice. Yeah. You jettisoned Crunchy, and I you gave them seeds. yeah. All right. That's a, that is a bold move, man. I think there's two kind of people in this world. There's Crunchy and there's Puffed, and um, I, I salute you for making the hard decision.
0: <laughs> well, we did say this is, you know, Civil War, brother
1: against brother, dividing <laughs> nation, sister against sister. All right. So for my number four, and they're a newer kind of chip, but but I've really enjoyed purchasing them. Uh, they're I think they're Lay's potato chips, but they're like a sweet and spicy, like a southern barbecue huh.
0: chip. I don't know if we and have those know they, out they, here.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's a regional thing or whatever, but it's like a southern sweet and spicy barbecue, and they're really tasty. I'm not a big barbecue chip fan normally. Could t- kind of take a yeah, little they're kind of whatever. But um, but these ones are good. They've got a little heat to them. It's like a sweet heat, and um, yeah, I'm for them. Do you like spicy stuff? I I don't like stuff that just burns your face off for no reason, uh-huh. but I do like stuff with a little heat to it as long as the flavor's there.
0: Like, do you have sriracha in Florida? Do you know what sriracha yeah. is? Do you like sriracha? Oh, yeah. Okay. I do. We okay. always keep
1: sriracha in the fridge. Hey, man. That's that's there our we go.
0: That's all that's all we need. I've yep. I've I've moved to I I still like sriracha, but my go-to is just regular old Frank's red hot sauce. It's yeah. good.
1: We love Frank's. We do Texas Pete. We like that, but yeah, Frank's, Frank's Buffalo Sauce, the hot sauce. I got that uh, that whole selection. We have a local Mexican place called Tijuana Flats in Orlando, and they have a whole like hot sauce bar there, and uh, they they sell bottles of their hot sauce. One of my favorites is uh, called "Slap My Rear End and Call Me Sally." Um, <laughs> it is it is some tasty sauce, my friend.
0: Is it owned by Mexican people?
1: Uh, probably not. <sighs> Dang it! I was hoping no, yeah, no, no Mexican restaurant is owned by Mexican people. Not not out there here. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe out, maybe <laughs> on your way. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, um, we do my, have a lot of Asian restaurants owned by Mexican people. Really? I
0: don't, yeah, need I don't Asian know
1: Asian restaurants. All
0: right, my number three. Now this is probably the boldest one. We're like, what are you talking about? That doesn't even. That shouldn't even be in your top ten. Okay. So my number three are hint of lime Tostitos.
1: Okay. Okay, but do they stand alone for you? Can they, you just eat them?
0: They do. I will just eat them out of a bag. I will eat them with a hag. I will not eat them in a bowl. <laughs> Sorry, we just had nap time. Uh, and I played Dungeons and Dragons last night, so I was thinking about hags. Um, so no, so yeah, so my so Vince, my best friend, he bu- he he brought them over when I was hanging out. I was like, "Here, try these chips," and they are they're my go to tortilla chips. So if we're having tacos or burritos, I will buy them. We will eat them with it. But then I'll just sit there and just keep shoving my hand. The, way, the what I thought about this is, you know, when you go on vacation and you're like, "I'm just going to go on vacation. I can eat whatever I want." And yeah. we buy snacks and we take them with us. Hint of lime, Tostitos always get purchased for snack time on vacation. I yes. I always eat them, so I, I I think they're delicious, and I don't even eat salsa with them, but I'll I'll just eat them.
1: Now, now go into to, go into the Tostito aisle when you're in the grocery store, and you're in that nacho chip aisle. There's so many options there now anymore; it's it's daunting. It's like you got your Tostitos, you have your restaurant style, you have your scoopable ones, you have whole wheat ones, you have baked ones, you have touch of lime, you have a a twist of cinnamon, like whatever kind of flavors. (laughs) It's a Cantina style, Cantina style, thin. It's like there's so many. You want round, you want triangular ones, Um, corn ones, white ones. It, it is so, intimidating. Uh, if you turn around, they have the organic blue ones on the opposite <laughs> aisle. I don't even know how you, where blue corn comes from. But, uh, yeah, that's a bold move. I, I'm not a big fan of the lime ones necessarily because I usually, if I'm eating to- tortilla chips, I want to have cheese melted on them or something like that. And yeah. I don't that lime jives with that. But if I was eating them by myself, I wouldn't be mad at the little, little bit of flavor. They're good.
0: What I wonder, though, and... In- I, again, I, I live in Southern California, so chips and salsa is like a way of life. Everywhere you go, you get chips and salsa. And I'm sure they have chips and salsa in Florida. But chips and salsa at home never tastes like chips and salsa at the restaurant. Like, I could go to Chili's, and I'll make myself sick eating Destroy chips and salsa. some chips
1: and salsa, yeah. I think
0: it's because they literally just took them out of the fryer and poured a bunch of salt on them, and I haven't done that mm. at home. But, at, like, chips and salsa at a restaurant is my favorite thing, but I very rarely sit at home and just eat chips and salsa.
1: No, I got you. I it's got a restaurant thing. It is a restaurant thing. I, I concur with that. Uh, guacamole, same thing. Like, I've never had guacamole at home that's somehow as satisfying really? as the guacamole I'll oh, get at a restaurant. Oh, I, I make
0: some great guacamole.
1: Now, if I make guacamole. But, you know, usually if we're buying, like, the little holy guacamole oh, yeah, pre-made no, things, whatever. Yeah, no, but I, for I, some I'll reason, you it. get it at a restaurant. It's like, this is just nice right now. Nah. All
0: right, what's your number three?
1: Uh, are we on number three? Yeah. Yeah, we are. My goodness. The list is just flying. Um, okay. Uh, it's going to have to be Cheetos. And I went Puffy Cheetos as well. Yes! I thought, I thought we would have more derision here. Like we would be somehow at odds. But Why are we're you on so stupid? It's <laughs> stupid. Puffy <laughs> Cheetos. What's wrong with you? Puffy Cheetos, man. They're, they're great. Now... I have to say my love for Cheetos is conditional based on the context in which I'm eating them because if sometimes I like to make a sandwich and I like to lay my chips or my you know crunchy side item on the sandwich mm-hmm. to incorporate them into the build itself and in that context a, a crunchy Cheeto there is just nothing that can take its place. So if I'm eating a sandwich and I want to put some chips on it, I got to go with you crunchy put crunchy
0: Cheetos on your
1: sandwich. Heck yes. I wow. do. Come on. Listen out there. Nerd of God cast fans, Christian nerd fans, listeners, give me some backup on this one. Cheetos on a sandwich is a good thing. French fries on a sandwich. That's a good thing
0: french fries in a burrito out, have you ever done that that's
1: delicious i have we have a taco del taco here they do the french fries on the burrito oh that's yeah i mean
0: like okay like like they stole like, it's a san diego thing del taco co-opted it but like to get the legitimate like mo- like hole in the wall san diego california style burrito carne asada french fries guacamole oh my gosh
1: so, so San Diego invented the taco. You didn't co-opt no, 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 it they, no, from, Diego from anybody else. The, San
0: Diego invented the, the the California burrito, like with the carne asada okay. with the French fries in it, and then Del Taco co-opted it. They have That's Del Taco true. out there. Yeah. They don't have Del Taco everywhere.
1: We have yeah, we have one uh, down National Drive. Well, oh. that one that I know of. Yeah, no, I, I
0: used to put potato chips on my tuna fish sandwich. That was that was my, yeah,
1: my, little my crunchy chip. little but salty I've, there.
0: I haven't done that as an adult and I've never put Cheetos on a sandwich.
1: Yeah, I did a nice, thinly sliced top round roast beef with some shredded lettuce on there, a little oil and vinegar, parmesan cheese, some crunchy Cheetos. That's my wow. sub that I love. So like you go
0: to Subway or Wawa or whatever, you get that, and then you add crunchy Cheetos to it. Like do you do that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I add it usually in yeah. my own private, yeah. private, you know, <laughs> outside of the, outside the shameful
0: <laughs> eyes. The shameful I don't, throw, of I don't throw a
1: bag of Cheetos across the glass case and say, "Hey, throw these <laughs> on there for me." You know, give them a little wink. No, it's um, yes, that's that's a that's an add-on. That's a custom, a life hack that you can do at home. <laughs> that's I, my number I, three. I will,
0: I will do it next time I have a sandwich. I'll make sure I have some crunchy Cheetos.
1: I pray blessings on you, sir.
0: All right, my well, number two. Uh, I feel like this is pretty standard, and nobody doesn't like these chips. The cheddar and sour cream ruffles are – I love them. They're they are great. I would say they're my favorite, but they're not my number one. Do you not like the cheddar and sour cream ruffles? I really don't.
1: What? They just have a putrid kind of flavor to me. Like oh. I, I get the idea, but I've, if I tasted one, I'd be like, all right, I don't ever want to eat these again. I don't care for them, man.
0: Oh, I love them. Though, like, like I was saying, for snacks – Henna Lime t- Tostitos and Sour Cream and Cheese Ruffles always make
1: it. And I don't know how they became, like, the go-to flavored Ruffle potato chips. You have regular Ruffles, and then you have those. There's so many other amazing flavors of Ruffles, like whether it's the Hot Wing or even the all-dressed-up Canadian Ruffles. Uh, there's just a ton of, of um, really, really great Ruffles options. And for some reason, all you can find are either regular Ruffles or the Cheddar and Sour Cream Ruffles, which to me is it just leaves a lot to be desired. I'm glad that you like it, but... <laughs> no, Tony, that's the
0: thing. We're too nice. You have to be like, you're so dumb. I cannot believe you put that on your list. You might as well cut your tongue out because you don't deserve to taste anything ever again.
1: Uh, yeah, that's awful. You're an awful person. <laughs> what are you, potato chip Hitler? Is that that's how, that's how they do it on the internet, right? Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Just goose stepping and eating my ruffles. <laughs> you Hitler, Asian privilege chip eating Hitler.
0: Hitler, you got some sour cream and cheddar ruffles in your mustache there. <laughs>
1: little little strip right <laughs> there, right out. under your nose. Yeah, you got it. You got it.
0: He'd be less yeah, intimidating if there was some orange in that
1: mustache. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, no, not my, uh, not my favorite.
0: Next time I eat those, I'm going to give myself a little mustache with the powder and send it to you, Tony. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you. I'll look forward to that. I'll look forward to reposting <laughs> that out on all the social medias. I'll turn it into a whimsical animated GIF.
0: <laughs> just meet, like, real fl- me and Hitler, like just back and forth yeah. flashing. He like... got
1: Heil. <laughs> it's just you and Red Skull just <laughs> eating <laughs> sour cream and cheddar potato chips.
0: <laughs> all right. What's your number two?
1: I don't even know. I've lost my list here. Um, Salt and vinegar chips.
0: Oh, man, that's not good.
1: <laughs> and and I like that if I can get the kettle salt and vinegar yeah. chips, which said a little extra crunch, a little extra pop to them, I'm all for it. But I, I do, I like salt and vinegar chips, man. Ugh. And that's an East yeah. Coast thing because, you know, the, the boardwalk fries, They the, up north they'll sell the, the boardwalk. But you get a thing of French fries. You put a little malt vinegar on top of them. They're tasty and delicious and ready to rock. Uh, that's what I grew up eating. And by golly, they're great in potato chip form too.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. I I I think I try them. I think, oh, that's because I've heard people say, yeah, they're really good. And I try. I thought, no, that's not very good. I don't. I don't want to continue eating these at all. <laughs>
1: I, you know, that, that's why that's why there are so many different flavors of chips, because there's so many different flavors of people. There's people who like salt and vinegar chips, and then there's people who are wrong. And, honest, <laughs> and honestly, am I getting really, it? Am I, really, I doing better now? You are, you're, doing about great.
0: It? you're doing awesome with this. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Shut your dumb mouth. <laughs> 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 yeah, there, there really are too many types of chips. And I only buy four. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Even like Doritos. There's all these different flavors of Doritos. It's like, yep, going to be nacho cheese or Cool Ranch. Yeah. Alicia's, Don't know if I Alicia's... need the sweet, spicy chili. If it's not red or blue, I have no time yeah, for Yeah, Alicia
0: it. goes with the 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 Cool Ranch. Those are her favorite.
1: Yeah, they're not bad. They're, no. they're there in a jam. But, you know, I've seen like the the purple sweet chili one, and then there's like a green salsa verde, and then yeah. there's this orange taco flavor. I'm not buying taco flavored Doritos. Get and out then of there's a like cheddar that. cheese one.
0: There's nacho cheese, which is the standard, but then there's, like, a yellow cheese one. That's weird. I know. I don't know what flavor that is. Okay, so number one, you might get mad at me because I may have fudged the rules on this a little bit.
1: I'm already mad at you. I
0: know. Well, that's the whole point of this, for us to have furious anger at each other, and then we can come Mm. back and be like, oh, I'm sorry.
1: Furious. Furious!
0: So my number one are kettle brand potato chips with French onion dip. Okay, and I know I added the French onion dip in there, like the actual French onion dip. You get the packet, you mix it yeah. up in the sour yeah, I know cream.
1: I, I know what French onion dip is. I've, I've I've been out of the house before. I know,
0: so I I know it's not just a chip; it's a chip and a dip. But that if if something kills me, it's going to be that.
1: <laughs> I know how I'm gonna go. I mean, if I tragic
0: if I if I tragically pass away. And my wife gets to collect on the life insurance policy we have. If that happens, it'll probably because I ate way too much French onion dip at a Super Bowl party, passed out and choked on my own French onion flavored
1: vomit. I mean, I just... Check check his pockets for Hidden Valley Ranch packets.
0: (laughs) No, no, not Hidden Valley Ranch. French onion. I cannot... I... Speaking of temptation and sin, like that is... I, I cannot stop myself. I will go and tell... The thing is empty, and then I will make more, and I'll keep oh going. It doesn't matter how sick I feel; it doesn't matter how full I am. I will just keep going, and then you finish, and it's the worst I ever feel is when I'm just full of all that disgustingness. So, French onion dip and in potato chips, I can't. Ruffles, it could be the kettle bran chips are great, but yeah, just potato chips and French onion dip. I I, I will I will I, I can I can't help myself.
1: I mean, I'm glad that you were able to get that off your chest. (laughs) I didn't know you felt so strongly.
0: It's, yeah, it's, it's, I'd say I'm working on it, but I'm not. I mean, I'm working on, I'm working on finishing another bag.
1: This is part of who I am now. Deal with it. Yep. All Um, right, what's your number one? All right, so I bent the rules a little bit on my number one as well. So I'm glad that you did it first. Um, and who's going to get mad is, at us? We both run our own shows. There's nobody here to be angry. Come on. Uh, okay, so the number one for me is a, is a brand of chip that's been discontinued. They don't exist anymore, which I hate because I loved them. They came out in the early 90s, I want to say. And as much as I just ridiculed of the variety of Doritos <laughs> flavors, it is a f- flavor of Doritos called Jumping Jack. It's Monterey Jack-flavored Doritos. Oh. Uh, They're really, really mild. They have a nice, uh, subtle cheese with a little black pepper flavor to it, but a really nice, creamy-flavored Dorito. And um, they discontinued them. They reintroduced them, Doritos did, about a year or so ago in small batches. I only was able to find them in some of my local 7-Elevens. They had small bags of the, the Jumpin' Jack Doritos. I was like telling my son, "These were my favorites." We bought a whole bunch of the bags of them. We both loved them, and then Seven Eleven stopped stocking them. They just didn't have them anymore. And I asked them. They said, "Yeah, we haven't got any more. They're not making any more." So I actually tweeted two Doritos. I took action. <laughs> my, As a consumer, my stomach led me
0: to action.
1: Normally, I'm the kind of guy that just lets uh, interactions with uh, with corporate <laughs> entities uh, go unchecked, but uh, in this instance. I could not let it lie. So, uh, yeah, I hollered did at Dorito, and you? I said, they did respond to me. They said, oh, yeah, we're glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, probably not coming back. I mean, they said it in, like, a nice, tongue-in-cheek, they cute way. They said it in a
0: corporate way, but you're like, shut yeah, up. You're disappointed. Thanks for enjoying me. it.
1: Yeah, so uh, clearly it's not something that uh, I can look forward to having again or at least hold my breath on, but uh, for those few brief moments... And they're
0: like, I'm boycotting I, you. And then you went to Taco Bell, like, just kidding. That Doritos taco is so good.
1: I have never had the br- d- Doritos taco. They're so good. Yeah. Not my mean, jam, man. I mean,
0: I know you can imagine what a taco tastes like. Imagine if that oh, taco yeah. was a Dorito. And then that's what yeah. it is.
1: That doesn't appeal to me. That Are sounds you kidding me? To me? Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of places I can't control myself, Taco Bell is also one place. All right, so that was the list. If there's something else you want Tony and I to create lists for, please let us know, and we will do that in a future episode. We
1: love ranking and critiquing things.
0: The internet loves ranking and critiquing things. That's, I think, mm-hmm. why the internet was, we just have to get the part where, we're, where we have false outrage and we, we, we virtue signal at each other. you be like, mm-hmm. oh, how could you even pick that when there's people who are oppressed eating salt and vinegar chips? I don't know, just something we make up. It's true. That's true. You, as, a you, white, you,
1: as a white male, I already <laughs> feel guilty for eating chips.
0: You went over the top and just called me uh, Doritos Hitler. so or Ruffles Hitler. So we already got that in there. So let us know if there's anything you want us to uh, create lists for, and we will do that for you. Yes. Now, let's have a little Bible study.
1: Bible study.
0: And in Bible study, we do what we do best. Eh, well, we do what we've been trained for, and we do what we love to do, which is talk about God's Word and try to encourage ourselves and you out there listening with God's Word. And so today, we are going to look at probably one of the most famous stories in the Bible, one that even people who may not have gone to church have heard of. At least, maybe they saw Ten Commandments at some point in their life. So we are going Prince to... Prince of Egypt. Oh, yeah. Prince of Egypt
1: is a good movie. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Val God. Kilmer. Val Kilmer.
0: My like third favorite Batman.
1: Yeah, my, my first favorite Iceman. <laughs> Bobby Drake.
0: It's the story of Moses and the Burning Bush, so I will go ahead and read that for us right quick. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro Toll, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, and I love this part of the passage, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why does this bush not burn up? When the Lord saw that he'd gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, for I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I'll be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and they say to them, the God of your fathers sent me to see you. And they asked me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Bro. Bro.
1: First time you heard that, right,
0: Tony? Never heard that story before. (laughs) Never taught that.
1: What excites uh, yeah, I, you about that passage? Okay, just looking at it strictly as a narrative, it is such a cool call to action. Mm-hmm. Like it is just such a cool I don't want to say origin story, but just this operation of Moses, you know, going through his mundane life, just keeping his flock of his father in law Jethro Tull, and <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord appears to him. So that's pretty awesome, right? And he's like I will turn aside to see this great sight. That's how you know that Moses was like a redneck out there. First off, he's got his father in law's name's Jethro, right? That's <laughs> that's a redneck name if ever there was one. And you ain't never seen someone turning aside to see a sight until you've seen a redneck watch something burn. <laughs> but um, Were
0: there rednecks in ancient, ancient Mesopotamia, ancient
1: Absolutely issues? there were. Uh, you know, just spray paint and Sanskrit on top of the water pa- water towers and. <laughs> Uh, look Look how many times Abraham had to tell people his wife was his sister. Uh, good night, everybody. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be Bible time, Scott. We're serious now.
0: <laughs> I was trying, and you brought up that. <laughs> you okay, you started with that Jeff that Okay, that's true. That, I slipped that in there.
1: Okay, but I, I love this because, A, I, I see in this uh, a powerful God. I see a compassionate God. Um, I see an actionable God, the one that, that says, look, I've seen um, the afflictions of my people. I've heard their sufferings. I know their sufferings, and I'm going to do something about it. Like, yeah. that's not uh, a, a, an, an inactive God. That's not a spectator God. That's a God who is is very hands-on, very involved, and, and he's m- making this thing happen. Um, the, the cry of the people of Israel has is, come to me. I've seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I'm going to send you to Pharaoh. Uh, you may bring my people, the children of Israel out of Egypt. Like he, he not only says there's a problem. Uh, I will address it. But he also basically calls the shot. He's like, it's going to happen. You're going to bring them out. Mm-hmm. You're, there is no, this is not a, this is a do or do not. There is no try moment. Yeah. And uh, I love this. And, it. and to me, the the linchpin, and I, and you see Moses. The rest of Moses's life, and even in a Joshua's life, is defined by this next statement. It's in verse twelve. He said, "But I will be with you," and that's so key. I will be with you, and um, like everything that Moses does throughout the the next four books in the in the Pentateuch says, you know, here's God and here's Moses, and mm-hmm. they, he can't do it without him. And I, I think that's just so important that that promise was enduring for him. What excites
0: you? I get excited about a lot of the same things, but I think just... I mean, because we didn't look at Exodus 1 and 2, but I think just the fact that Moses probably thought his time was over, that he... Like he'd done what he was gonna do. He'd murdered the Egyptian guard, he'd fled his home, and he probably thought, Well, this is it. You know, I'm gonna spend time with my father-in-law and my wife, and I'm gonna have a family there. I'm gonna have this family, I'm gonna have this whole life out here in the desert. Like he was probably just, yep, this this is what my life is now. And then God steps in and says, No, 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 no. I've got I've got bigger plans for
1: you. That's how the Punisher season two starts out. It's like I, I got out of the first season alive. And now, let me just live my low key, mm-hmm. you know, mundane life. And it's like, nope, you're you're the story's still continuing. You're still you're still in this thing. You're Moses, still
0: Frank Castle.
1: Yeah, Moses got out of Egypt alive, and he's like, okay, well, that's my happy ending. And now I'm going to live out the rest of my days here doing a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, and and, 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 and
0: yeah, and, and, and getting to a place where you know, like he was a murderer, his people didn't like him. He debated like he he had a life of significance in Egypt. He was the son of the pharaoh, you know, like the grandson of the pharaoh, and he was doing all this amazing stuff, and then. He left, and he murdered somebody. He's like, all right, well, I'm just going to tend 10 flocks and 10 sheep. And I think a lot of times we can feel that way, that we just sort of have this mundane life. It's like, well, I'm just going to go to work today, and then I'm going to come home, and I'm going to hang out with my kids, and we're going to put Clara down, and then Alicia and I are going to watch an episode of the Office, and we're going to go to bed, and we're going to wake up. And we're gonna just gonna." And so there's a lot of, at least now in my life, I feel a lot of just kind of monotony, and I like things to be kind of normal and, and rhythmic. But I just sort of feel sometimes that it's just, well, I guess this is what my life is. But there's never no telling... If I if I'm available, if I'm willing, and that's what convicts me, I'll talk about that. Like that, God has something for me out there that I can I can move on to next time. Um, And so that's really convicts me too about this passage, is because Moses had created enough space to really notice. What God was going to do, that God was present, that God was there because he could have just walked by and been so busy with his sheep or so busy with the flocks or so busy just thinking about his stuff that he could have missed the burning bush because he had to go over and see it. It wasn't just right yeah. in the middle of his path. He's like, hey, that's a weird thing. I'm, I'm going to go check that out. I'm, I'm going to see what God's doing. Over here. And a lot of times I feel like I'm so, you know, like I'm a horse in a race with my blinders. I'm just gonna get this done, get this done, get this done, get this done, done, that I don't have enough space or margin in my life to be like, hey, like what's God doing over here? What what's God telling me about what he wants me to do in this area of my life? And so that's pretty convicting to me of just creating enough space and not filling my life so much with work and family and watching Captain Marvel too many times and thinking too much about the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Like, all these things we do and, and we obsess over it. Like, is there enough space in life where if God was just subtly trying to get my attention, would I be able to see it? Or would I just <sighs> walk right past and, it?
1: And, and you have to look. The, the Moses was going slow enough that he could watch and see that the bush was burning, yeah. but that it wasn't burning up. You can't do yeah. that if you just kind of drive by. Yeah, like, oh, hey, you, there's a fire. You've got to stop and watch. Yeah, it's yeah. a
0: fire. Great, cool. i am just keep going. Yeah, but just... Yeah, so I, I worry sometimes that I'm I'm gonna miss that moment.
1: One of my favorite parts of this is is that Moses is you know, he obviously writes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's that's Moses's you know story there. He wrote them all, and we get you know really caught up into Genesis and the creation, and uh, you know the story of Abraham, and and, and all the way through uh, you know Joseph and in Egypt, and we we see all this uh, as kind of the story for what it is. But from Moses' standpoint, for how he's writing it and who he's writing it to. It really is just kind of a prelude to now you heard all these things. God made the world, mankind sinned, God made a covenant with our father Abraham, and it's kind of carried all the way through. And by the way, this is how we all ended up in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Now, to present day, this is how I came to you, and this is where we are in it's the world today. It's kind of like the today.
0: Captain Marvel story. <laughs>
1: And that's exactly the point I wanted to make, is that you have this moment where uh, th- there's literally one connection between Egypt and God's redemption, and that's Moses, mm-hmm. but it draws all the way back through um, this prequel, basically, mm. this thing that happens uh, ahead of time. It's there's Here's the backstory about how God made a promise with Abraham, and this promise is now being passed on to you, Moses. Mm-hmm. You're the guy. The last thing you did in Egypt was stand up for uh, my people who are being victimized and oppressed. And by the way, I know this, and I've noticed this, and we're going to go do something about it. Yeah. Uh, so there's a really cool—but yeah, it, that's the exact way I thought of it was, this is like Captain Marvel. Moses wrote this whole thing. God gave him this whole revelation of, here's my promise to my people, and now you're going to step up, and you're going to be a part of it. And the, the next four books are going to be about you cashing in that promise. And about what to do when you have mildew on your, on your house. Yeah, about what to do if you gotta if if the rock doesn't comply sometimes you gotta hit it twice
0: oh uh, and then you don't get to go to the promised land oh
1: sorry moses oh
0: my gosh so i had a chance to go to israel it was great and like the most emotional time other than being like you can go underneath like by the temple mountain like you can stand where they think you're the closest to where you the the ark was so like the closest mm-hmm. you can possibly be to holy's holies and Like, God's, like I know God's everywhere, but, like, there's an after image of God in that place because it's where he literally had his presence dwelling, like, and I was overcome. Like, it was amazing. But the second most most part was standing on Mount Nebo where I'm like, holy crap, Moses didn't get to go. Like, I see it. Like, I see the Jordan River. I see it over there. And Moses didn't get to go, and I was crushed in that moment. It was terrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure that whenever we find out whoever dies in Endgame, and they almost got there, but they didn't make it across (laughs) the finish line. Tony Stark is just like our Moses, you guys. He came out of the desert and... Etc.
0: Etc. Et what encouragement? He has an your... arc. He has an arc, right? <laughs> so that just like that, you guys. Just like it. What what encouragement do you think this passage speaks over other people that you might want to share for those listening, Tony?
1: Dude, I love it because whatever the thing that we're going through, whatever the injustice and whatever the pain, the hurt, God hears our mm-hmm. cries. He attends to our cries. He has uh, a plan in place, whether it's a person or just his presence, he's ready to to meet our needs. And and be exactly what we need him to be. And, and if you look uh, later on in, in, I think it's Romans um, chapter nine, if I'm not mistaken. The, God is he. He talks about how look, I put Pharaoh in place for this. Like mm-hmm. I got, I did all this so I could reveal my my power. So I could show you. Um, that I'm doing this because we see this story about Moses and, and the children of Israel and he goes and he rescues them, but really God is foreshadowing this bigger story Mm -hmm. that's happening with all of mankind has been kept in slavery And I'm going to come and give an unblemished lamb that's going to redeem you and bring you to the promised land once and for all. And uh, man, it's just layers. God is just laying down this operatic composition through the story that still touches and affects our lives today. So whenever I'm dealing with something, whenever I'm feeling oppressed or put down, whenever I feel like I'm crying out to the heavens, but it might just be bouncing off the ceiling, I can take confidence confidence that God made a promise in Genesis that I still get to cash in today, that God has promised to be my rescuer. He's come to be my redeemer. He won't let me be oppressed. He won't let the the Pharaoh get the last word and um, that he will always be with us.
0: Yeah, that that's great. And, you know, and, like, and we still get to strike Satan's, you know, underneath our foot, you know, like, it's like, we're still like crushing that fool because he sucks and it's awesome. and I love it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it's great. And, and we spent the whole last uh, month in February or January, we did a whole series about Abraham's life. And just the idea that, like, we're still living out that blessing, that promise that God made to Abraham in Genesis 12, that he would be a blessing to all nations, like. Neither of us are Jewish, and so it's great that that blessing <laughs> spread out beyond yeah. the nation of Israel. Because I am very excited that I can be saved and not and, and not have to be of Jewish lineage. You know, like it's amazing, and yeah, that we get to live in into that that promise. And, and I loved you said, it, "Go
1: ahead." And we and we get to fulfill that promise for yeah. people too. We get to be yeah. the blessing to nations Absolutely. now with the through the power of the Holy Spirit. Definitely.
0: And I loved what you said that you know because we see. God's like, I've heard all their cries have come up to me. And you think like, oh yeah, God heard the millions of people crying out saying, rescue us, rescue us, rescue us. But God also didn't forget the one solitary Moses just hanging out in the desert and so yeah. he was he was present for him and so i think a lot of times it's easier for us to think like oh yeah god hears like god understands like the big pain in the world the big suffering like like kind of the culmination of all the sin and brokenness we experience in our lives and like god god sees that god knows that but but god yeah. also specifically sees that one person he sees you listening to this right now he sees your pain he knows your your trials, he knows your tribulations. He knows the ways that you feel like you don't measure up. He sees you. He is present with you, just like he was for the millions of the millions watching at home. No, the millions in Egypt. (laughs) The millions and (laughs) millions. And, and just for that one solitary guy walking through the desert thing that he'd kind of missed his opportunity to make an impact. And as long as we're breathing, we're not, we we still have an opportunity to make that impact for God's kingdom in this world.
1: God saved Moses for a reason. And when he put him in a basket as a baby, and God saved us for a reason, for this world, we might not see it. Like Moses, he's 80 years old when this story takes place. Sometimes we have to wait a little bit. These people have been crying to God for salvation for 400 years, you know? Like, it, it, sometimes it takes a minute, but God is never—he's like a Gandalf, you know? <laughs> he always arrives exactly <laughs> when he intends to.
0: That was great, Tony. Fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Hey, those out there listening! Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We'll Thank keep, you. We'll keep doing it until you're like, you just
1: got, you guys got to stop. It's till we see the torches and the pitchforks.
0: <laughs> I gave up my my church's address, so I might see a pitchfork standing outside my <laughs> office one day. Be like, oh, Tony, it's it's just, over.
1: We're or done. you might see someone a, a Ziploc bag filled with the ca- the change from someone's couch cushions, two hundred fifty
0: dollars worth of change to buy. A Captain Marvel hot toy. Come
1: on, folks. Let's make that happen for Scott. Let's buy him a nice toy. He's the one guy. He's the one guy who stuck his neck out and said, Captain Marvel is my favorite. Before, she was cool. Scott was on on Team Carol. So let's let's help him out, friends. I made my
0: daughter cool, too, four months before. I'm still really proud of that.
1: (laughs) Hey, Tony, where can people find you on the internet? Well, thanks for asking, Scott. People can find the Nerd of Godcast at NerdGodcast.com, or they can uh, check us out across all the social medias at Nerd of Godcast. Of course, you can find me. I like to hang out on Twitter at It's Me, Tony T. Where can they find you, Scott?
0: They can find me at thechristiannerd.com. All my posts and contact information is there. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Higa or at Christian underscore nerd.
1: Yeah, I guess they can find me all all, all the links to all my stuff uh, is at thetonyt.com, dot com. The T O N Y T. Oh, I haven't gone got,
0: there yet. I'm going there right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, as soon it's as nothing. It's up. just
1: a portal to like click here to go to Facebook, click here to go to Instagram, click here to go to YouTube, whatever. So yeah, just so more for convenience. So you're
0: so you're the Tony T, right? On other, everything else except for Twitter.
1: That's it. It's me. It's me. The T O N Y T.
0: Were you trying to be a wrestler at some point in your life?
1: (laughs) I I wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, (laughs) spiritual wickedness in high places, man. Don't you know your Bible, son? just
0: Jesus juked me so hard. I think I've got a hurt neck now. Like, that was just like, ah, I did not see that one coming.
1: That's right, man. Just checked you into the SmackDown Motel.
0: (laughs) But then you go back to the wrestling references. I don't know what's going on. are we talking about uh, jesus or are we talking about wrestling maybe so we're confused. doing
1: a, <laughs> why can't it be both that's we're doing a a wrestling episode in a couple weeks are man a road, to, a road to wrestlemania episode we've never done it before we got a couple guests coming on that know a thing or two about wrestling so yeah we're gonna have a good time isn't wrestlemania hasn't it already happened i think it's in it's in april
0: that's right it's not april yet it's only or, march or, yeah, it's april yeah, yeah. it's so the we, first week of april
1: yeah, so we got like two more episodes and we're gonna do a little road to WrestleMania action. So Dude, that should be fun. I'll be excited to listen to that. All right. Yeah.
0: That's it for this episode of the Christian Nerd Godcast. Please check us out and uh, just thank you for listening. So goodbye, yeah, and, Tony. And share. Tell, Tell somebody, share. somebody about it. Tell somebody, like, hey, listen to this. These guys talked about chips for a half hour It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: if and you now saw, them, we if you saw the them, you would understand
0: why they could spend five minutes <laughs>
1: <laughs> learning minutes talking about chips. It looks
0: like they like them. Like, do leave me alone. <laughs>
1: Oh, I do. I love him so much.
0: I just love him so much, you guys. All right. Goodbye, Tony. Goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, Internet. what that jericho the list reference is but i like it (laughs) you just made the list yeah i don't i don't know what that is but i loved it at least you knew it was jericho hey i know some things i'm not that old (laughs) i mean i'm not that out of touch